0: yo sometimes life calls for a change not fake just different it'll show you a different way and right now i'm on to my different way i can promise you this is the same span but the reporting is over i'd like to welcome you to the Mrs. span official podcast let's go going on, everybody. Welcome to the Mr. Span Official Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Span. This is episode number 30 of the show. And uh, yeah, man, we are getting right back into this shit, man. We got some uh, we got quite a bit of stuff to talk about tonight, man. And so we're gonna get into that. But of course, before we do that, I gotta remind you guys how to get in touch with us over here at the Mr. Span Official Podcast and let your voice be heard, man. You can go ahead and hit up our hotline at area code 313 485 There's area code 313 485 Leave us those voicemail messages. Those messages will get played here live on the show and responded to in kind. You can also uh, hit us up at our um, hotline, area code 313 228 485 That's area code 313-288-0485. Leave us those voicemail messages. Those voicemail messages will get played here live on the show. We really appreciate everybody who goes about the business of doing that. doesn't cost you a dime. Just a couple minutes of your time to let everybody know why you're rocking with us over here at the Mrs. Span Official Podcast. Also, five-star views on uh, Spotify and Apple, right? So Spotify and Apple, you can leave us a five-star review. Those five-star reviews are the ones that get right here live on the show. We appreciate everybody who goes who, who does that as well. Also, go to our YouTube channel, man. Go to our YouTube channel. You can subscribe to us on YouTube. You can leave comments on our YouTube channel. Excuse me. You can vote on YouTube, man. The whole joint, man. Well, not necessarily vote, but you can rate us on YouTube, too. Like, every time we put one of our videos up, boom, you can give us a thumbs up and shit. You know, it kind of helps everybody. It helps It helps the show, man. It really does help the show. So we appreciate everybody who does that. Also, uh, you can also leave us a review on uh, uh, Stitcher. I said Stitcher. I'm all over the place tonight <laughs> Spotify man you can leave us a review on Spotify and then we can go back and we can read those on Spotify you can vote in the polls on Spotify you can leave comments on Spotify we appreciate everybody who does that man and also you go to our website at www.thespanaport.com you can go there watch replays of the show you can donate to the show as often as you like as much as you like and of course we really do appreciate every dime over here at the Report Podcast Network and the Mr. Span Official Podcast specifically man real talk we appreciate everybody who, uh, who does that man and who who watches us live in the whole joint man because y'all know we, we like broadcasting this show live like in like four different spots right well technically three different spots so right now we're broadcasting live on Twitter so, if you're following Mr. Span on Twitter, uh, uh, although I'm not really on Twitter much now anymore, but if you're following me still on Twitter, you can watch the show live on Twitter. You can also watch this live on uh, Facebook because on my Mr. Span Facebook page, we are broadcasting live there. And then on my personal Facebook page, we are broadcasting live there. And then on YouTube, man, we are broadcasting live on YouTube. So if you watch, there's a there's a, a bunch of different ways you can catch the show, man. And then on top of that, uh, we are available everywhere your podcasts are available at. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, there's no excuse. There's no excuse for you not to be able to, like, not only just watch us, but listen to us, but also let your voice be heard and reach out to us and let us know what you're thinking about, what we talked about here on the show, man, real talk. But, uh, yeah, let's get that on uh, about the way. Yeah, we, we got that on about the way. And uh i I got my graphics all fucked up tonight, man. What's going on with your man' spam? but, uh, yeah, man, so like I said, there's a lot of shit going on in the world, and um <laughs> we're gonna talk to it. we're gonna talk we gonna talk to it. um, I got some random thoughts. I got some uh some listener feedback. So before I get to my random thoughts, I want to go through the listener feedback, right? Because you you guys' thoughts are important to your boy. And like I said, this is this doesn't necessarily have to be a monologue. We want this shit to be a conversation, right? So uh we're going to go through some of the listener feedback and see what you guys had to say about the things that I had to say here on the show. And uh we're going to go first to our Spotify, man, because we had a couple things that were going up on Spotify. And uh we got some comments here. We got one comment here on episode 28 uh, from Dre. This was from a month ago. Okay. Uh, Dre uh, writes in and said, condolences for the loss of your aunt. Well, I, first things first, man, I appreciate you, uh, Dre. Um, and, like, I know it's, it's confusing for folks, right? Because, like I said, um, you know, with the familiar relationships, sometimes they kind of intertwine, those relationships intertwine. Like, she was a cousin to my grandmother. Her, My grandmother and my, my, my cousin Rose were, like, they were first cousins. But to me, she was grandma because uh, she re- she helped raise my mom. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's why, like, you know, it, it like it, for a long time, I was confused with the idea that I had three grandmothers because I had my grandmother, Mildred, my grandma, Yvonne, and now my grandma, Rose. All three of them are now gone. And so uh, I really do appreciate you reaching out and extending those condolences, brother. Thank you so much uh, for thinking of your boy, man. Real talk. Um, that was all of the comments on episode 28. Now. We also had uh, some comments here on episode 29 and we had a poll on episode 29 as well. So we're going to read the first things we're going to do is read the comment. And our first comment on here is uh, James says, hell no, naysayer, please. Okay. Uh, Jay, right now I'm I'm drawing a Blake on what, uh, (laughs) <laughs> on what he saying hell no to <laughs> i'm drawing a blank brother i know it says i know it got something to do with what the fuck i said on the show but right now i'm drawing a complete blank on what you said hell no to but i know what you mean when you say naysayer please maybe it's like if we should allow the white folks to say naysayer you know what i'm saying like you know do they get their ass with in the whole thing you know maybe that's what it is i don't know i'm guessing maybe you know write in brother let me know if i got it right let me let me, let me know if i got it right now the poll to this to the last episode was and uh, this is all, this is the poll that we put up on Spotify. It said that how truthful do you think Cat Williams was in his interview with Shannon Sharp? All right, and there were four choices here. All right, there were four choices. There was Cat ain't told no lies. There was he was telling the truth eighty percent of the time. He was telling the truth fifty percent of the time, and there was Ninja was clearly lying. Okay. So, Ninja was clearly lying and didn't get any votes. Zero people thought he was lying, okay? I mean, you know, I mean, come on now. Right? 50%, some people said that, you know, they think whether or not he was telling the truth 50% of the time, that didn't get no votes either. Now, that leaves us 80%, and Cat ain't told no lies, all right? Cat ain't told no lies. Got 33% of the vote. (laughs) Niggas. Because, come on, man. (laughs) Come on, man. Y'all know that nigga was lying a little bit. Y'all know that nigga was lying a little bit. And and 80%, uh, the folks who thought that uh, 80%, that thought he was telling the truth 80% of the time, that got 66% of the vote. So, yo, man, y'all thought he was... Most people who listen to the show think that Cat Williams was telling the truth 80% of the time, which means y'all thought that, like, was, he was leaving some room for some, some for, for some embellishment, which is kind of where i met with it, too. Like, I think he was kind of embellishing some shit. He wasn't telling the, the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help him, God. But, like, yo, you, you would not be able to tell that, judging from some of the responses I got to, like, some of the shit I put on YouTube. Oh, my God, man. Niggas is on my head, y'all. They are on my motherfucking head. And so, um... Let me see. Uh, I put out a video, uh, basically just like a clip of the last episode, right? And I named it, "This nigga was clearly lying," right? Because you know, <laughs> this nigga was clearly lying. That, that was part of the show, right? That was part of the show. So I named it that. You know, I named that particular video that. And uh yeah people on, on on the YouTube streets was not feeling your boy man they were not feeling your boy so I, I got like it's 37 comments on this particular video at this moment um one person wrote in to say if you think he's lying tell cat not us I'm sure he'll have receipts for you okay um you know what I'm gonna get right on that I'm gonna get right on it I'm gonna just get you know get on the phone call cat Williams up real quick uh see what he got to say you know what I'm saying because you know I could you know you you, you, you right I could have called this nigga and got it straight from the horse's mouth, but I ain't call him. That's my bad. You know what I'm saying? That's my bad. Maybe I should have called Cat Williams before I decided to get on the microphone and talk about what he said on Club Shay Shay because me and Cat type like that where I can just pick up the phone and and call him. Right. Right. That was one of the comments. Uh, somebody else wrote in to say, uh, "I think your analysis of the interview was spot on. Uh, if everybody believed what Cat said on the interview, one hundred percent, no one will watch a uh, reaction or response videos." That being said, I think it was, I think it was, it was a very entertaining. Interview. I thought it was entertaining too, right? I thought it was entertaining. I thought there was some embellishment there. I thought it was masterful how he would like kind of cut into Shannon Sharp while Shannon Sharp was laughing and giggling and shit. But also like if you just kind of look at how Kat was able to kind of weave that narrative and like the like the public sentiment of how Kat was able to shape public sentiment so much based on this interview. And now you got this like a um, like even this video you could say was like a, somewhat of an offshoot of it. But there's like almost a a cottage industry of videos, especially on YouTube, trying to make sure that they prove that Cat Williams isn't lying. Right. So now you got all these videos popping up like Cat warned us and all this other stuff popping up on YouTube. And, you know, Cat was telling the truth. And then they'll show some old shit from like an old movie or something like that. So there's like now this cottage industry of everybody. Trying to, you know, not only just kind of, uh, you know, get some views for they shit, you know, by, you know, invoking Kat's name, like, because that's what's hot right now. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, not guilty of that shit. But yeah, man, you, you just start noticing how people are consuming it. And then like how far they're going with how much of it they believe. Right so yeah man it's been very interesting to kind of watch how people uh how people have been receiving that uh somebody else wrote in to say i watched for one minute and had enough said harvey kevin ricky Ludacris, will smith ali faze love and chris tucker never call cat a liar just you um that's it mm. so here's the deal right first things first this is part of the problem. Like for those people who would like watch one minute of a video, and let me see how long was it uh, was the clip, right? So the clip was it was a twenty three minute long clip. I talked a hell of a lot on that, right? It's part of a fucking one hour hour and a half podcast. There was twenty three minutes. You watched a minute of it, so that means you didn't catch the parts where I was saying Cat was brilliant. That means you didn't catch the parts where I was like kind of uh, like. You know, giving Kat some some level of respect for how he was able to craft the narrative because I wasn't saying exactly what the fuck you thought I should be saying. And that I think is scary. Right? That I think is scary because what what it says to me is that far too often, folks, if you like somebody, you're ready to receive whatever it is they're saying, hook, line, and sinker. And if there's any deviation from that, you're not trying to hear it. That's scary. So in, in a sense, when I see some of y'all talking about Trump supporters, I want y'all to remember this, right? I want y'all to remember this. When someone just says, hey, man, that right there probably isn't quite right. I want y'all to remember this because Trump supporters acting that way, too. Where you could tell Trump supporters were like, "Yo, well, you know the motherfucker went bankrupt six times." So like, oh no, you know he's a great businessman, man. I mean, think about it, man. I mean, how how many millions have you been able to shit off? You know, I mean, yeah. You know, sometimes businesses fail. You know, sometimes businesses fail. They'll rationalize that shit to themselves to make it sound like it makes sense, when obviously to anybody with sense and and with an objective mind about it, it don't make sense. And some of the shit he was saying just didn't make sense, right? I'm not saying that the interview wasn't. Uh, was was it entertaining? I'm not saying that I didn't laugh at some of the shit that he said, but I was also there was some shit that was like, all right, that that clearly isn't true, <laughs> right? And like like the fact that anybody would say I watched a minute of your shit of of a 23 minute video, and I and, and I'm the only one calling him a liar. Okay, bro. Okay. Uh, let's see. Somebody else says uh, <laughs> you hating, bro, trying to be the contrarian. I'm actually not trying to be that. I hate contrarians for contrarian sake, but if you knew me and if you saw this content more often you would know that right i actually said i said a lot and just because again just because i wasn't following like you know following right along some of y'all just like yo i'm i'm hating i'm a contrarian i get all that right um let's see somebody else says uh stop trying to get views stop try- stop it trying to get views cat is the only one to ever do it he broke the net y'all hating okay <laughs> Okay. And then she said you using cat to get clout boy bye. Um you know what? Can't get shit past you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Can't get shit past you. You know what I'm saying? As a matter of fact, yo, Scotland Yard really should give you a motherfucking call cuz clearly you are a fucking genius, man. Clearly you have you you got it all together that I am using cat's name to get clout for that video. Man. man how dare I how the fuck dare i now if i was just saying cat ain't told no lies you'd be in, in the motherfucking in my in my in my comment section and you know praising me for using cat's name to big up some of the lies he told but you know that's that, it's 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 fine man it's fine it really is fine but it's it's it's, it's, it's like again it it, it kind of goes into like how we consume media and how um and how narratives are shaped, and how social media kind of helps frame the discussion, right? Because like I said, there's so many people who no matter, what, no matter what format you're on, whether it be a podcast, whether it be on YouTube, whether you be on Facebook, whether you be on uh, 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 Reddit or anywhere else, you'd be amazed at how many people, how many people Will get on these pro, these these uh these these platforms and they all echo the same thing. These like everybody who's responded to Cat, whether it be uh, uh, Ludacris, whether it be uh, 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 Ricky Smiley, whether it be Steve Harvey, whether it be Cedric the Entertainer, no matter what it is they say no matter what it is they say the first thing y'all gonna say is y'all ain't saying he lying though when they're saying he, when they're essentially this nigga was clearly lying when they calling this nigga a liar y'all just not trying to hear what the fuck they saying because y'all don't like these niggas for the moment right and so it's the other part i think is very interesting about this and this is like real talk after this hopefully this is the last time we had to talk about cat williams because like this has been it's been like over a week now right but um, like here's the deal, right? I know y'all don't believe this shit all the way because even the people that Cat Williams said wasn't funny, whether you're talking about Kevin Hart, whether you're talking about Cedric the Entertainer, whether you're talking about uh 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 any uh Faison Love, whether you're talking about any of the any of the people that Cat Williams said wasn't funny or as funny as him. I know y'all don't believe that because y'all was laughing at these niggas at one point y'all were laughing at the joke some of these niggas was telling at one point kevin hart doesn't get to be kevin hart if kevin hart wasn't exactly funny right steve harvey doesn't get to be among the kings of comedy if kevin if steve harvey wasn't exactly a funny dude right cedric the entertainer doesn't get to be cedric the entertainer and 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 tour all over the world for his comedy if he wasn't somehow funny like y'all niggas don't believe that, right? Now I get there's a thing where, um, you know, com, you know, funny is subjective. Funny is subjective. You can, and I'll give you guys a perfect example. Um, Eddie Griffin, right? Eddie Griffin. I am not a fan of Eddie Griffin's comedy at all. I have never found that nigga funny at all. Just like never. Like he's just, like it just never was. It, it never hit me like that. Like, but here's the deal though. Just because I don't find Eddie Griffin funny doesn't mean that somebody else doesn't find Eddie Griffin funny. The man has been working as, an, as, a, as a stand-up comedian for up, almost 30 years up to this point, probably longer than that. The man had a goddamn television show, right? Malcolm and Eddie. So whether, I, whether or not I thought the nigga was funny or not, clearly somebody else did. Clearly thousands of people did. Clearly probably probably even millions of people thought that he was funny at some point. So I, I, I say that to say they're like, yeah, it's suddenly all these niggas are not funny because Cat Williams said so. It's, it's, that's fucking funny to me, right? Because we know, we know y'all were laughing right along with Shaquille O'Neal at that All-Star Comedy Jam when Kevin Hart was talking about having an ass face and all that other shit. We know y'all were laughing right along with Cedric the Entertainer when he was telling that goddamn spaceship joke, right? We know that. We know that. So I, at, at a certain point, I just want people to be honest with their fucking sales, man. It's like, hey, man, people, it, it, like, the, like again, the, the attachment to the narratives is what I think is, is scary. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the attachment to narratives. And sometimes you want to be careful of who you attach your narratives to or, better yet, who will try to glom onto your shit. Because sometimes you'll have people trying to glom onto your message and ain't the kind of motherfuckers you really want glomming onto your message, Right. So you got that going on. But uh, we got a comment here in the chat. Uh GS28 comes in and he says, uh, I wonder what people had to say about cat when he was attacked by that teenager. Back then he was a drug addict, but now he's the honorable cat catalingia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the cat catalingia will Okay. Yeah, but you know what? That was the other thing too, right? Because I remember that time. I remember that time. When people were talking about Cat Williams, I remember back when I was still doing the spare report, like people were genuinely concerned for Cat Williams. I want to say it was around 2016 where not only did Cat Williams get into a fight with that fucking teenager where he was in a chokehold in the park, people like Cat Williams, they got like arrested like four or five times just that year, Right. People were genuinely worried about Cat Williams. Like, yo, man, what the fuck is going on with him? Now, whether or not he was on drugs or not is something I don't, I, I, I'm not, I, I don't know this nigga. So I'm not here to say that. But there are people around him who might have suspected, like, yo, man, something's got to be up with this nigga for him to find himself constantly in trouble with the law and out in the hood getting beat up by kids, right? Like, that. that's the, that's, that's the thing. Like, people forget and act like everybody else who was there, then forget that that was a thing. Like, come on, man come on man and then on top of that um there was the idea that uh that you know like the, the the whole thing with the dresses and stuff man like if y'all being real with yourselves man Cat Williams was out here the very first time many of us saw Cat Williams that nigga had on a silk press and some and some French tip nails portraying a pimp so like I mean I guess if it's it's cool to portray a pimp right that are denigrating women that are that are acting as though they are above women and treating women like shit it's cool to be that for comedic purposes but it's not cool to act as a woman for comedic purposes so he could wear the the french tips and the fucking silk press while he's doing that but ricky smiley's wearing of a dress is somehow a bridge too far for some of y'all i mean come on come on man so yeah, I mean, there's that's, that's I mean, there is the contradictions there that I want people to really kind of take heed to it and 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 really and, and really listen for. Uh GS comes comes back to say I'm not saying Cat wasn't on point with his commentary, but let's not pretend like he invented the time machine. Well, you know, unfortunately, my man, a lot of these niggas think this in the time machine. A lot of these niggas think he invented a time machine, man. Real talk. But yo appreciate you, brother. Um, so yeah, we got that going on. We had those in the in the comments. Now we had another video here. Uh where let's see, where was it? I had another comment. Um oh, okay, I gotta go back here. Let me pull this up. And let's see, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Okay. And our comments here we got two comments here They'll just load up okay so uh we got one comment that says random question do you still talk to Mr Gates hey Dorotzi, I used to love hearing talk here I used to love hearing y'all talk on pies together um I do not me and Gates no longer communicate uh in no way shape form or fashion. It <laughs> just, just, just is what it is, man. We do not communicate at all. We no longer speak, but uh, I appreciate, appreciate your accent though, brother. Um, Cause yeah, Andre, Andre. Okay. And then we get another comment here. This is actually from Reggie. Reggie writes in and say, Hey, span first things first. Happy new year. Happy new year to you uh, as well, brother. He said, I hope everything you seek to accomplish this year will come to pass with very little resistance. I'd also like to extend my condolences for the loss of your grandmother, man. I know that had to be tough especially right around the holidays. Uh, glad to hear that you and your family were able to navigate through it. Well, I, I appreciate that, brother. Thank you so much. Um, he said, now that, now with that being said, I knew the minute that I saw the Cat Williams interview with Shannon Sharp that you would have an interesting take, and you didn't disappoint. You always seem to have a measured reaction to a lot of things social, me- social media is going crazy about, but you seem to be focusing on proving some of the things he was saying were lies as opposed to congratulating him on the things that he's done for people. And those people have come forward to confirm he's done those things. People like Dion Cole have come out and said that Cat Williams was anonymously giving them money at their sets because he knew they needed it and weren't being paid what they should have been getting uh, to me. That to me seems commendable and worthy of praise, but you didn't focus on that. And I like to ask why. Um, well, here's the deal, right? You're right. I could have focused more on uh, the people who were, Saying that, like yo, he he looked out for me in 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 various number of ways, right? I did see that video with uh, with Dion Cole on, uh, I believe it was Instagram, where he talked about asking Cat Williams how much money he's giving out, just giving out to people and stuff like that, and how he blessed folks. And I didn't like if you notice, I'm not, I never came out and said that, like yo, that's Cap, that's bullshit. He never did anything like that. I never came out and said anything like that. And not only that, I felt like there were plenty of people <laughs> there were plenty of people uh who were telling you that like cat no matter what cat did cat was always you know up and up and righteous about it right so it wasn't even so much about um being the contrarian or some you know as I have been accused of being but it was like yo man like yeah I get that that's great that sounds great and I'm not even saying that's a lie that wasn't even one of the things that I said was a lie but some of the other things man I am like yo you coming after folks um and like in in a way and let's not act like you didn't do that right like cat was coming after folks and then suddenly all these other people had to respond to the things that he had said and you know like let's not act as though he didn't throw some rocks so yeah he may have been a pot you know he may have been a righteous dude to, to a lot of folks but he was throwing some rocks too and let's not act like he wasn't doing that at the same time right so um yeah, I get that, like, yo, you know, you felt like I could have went another way with that. And I probably could have. But at the same time, it's like I'm watching. I'm, I'm, I'm going based upon my personal experience and how I'm watching this being consumed and how I'm clearly seeing something. OK, that's that's cool. That's cool. That, that ain't right. That's cool. That's cool. That ain't right. And that ain't right. That's cool, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. But everybody watching it to like everything is cool and it's not. And I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to, I don't want to just like whitewash the entire thing, man. If it's, if I see some shit that is ain't right, it ain't right, man. It ain't right. And that's no matter who it is. If it ain't right, it ain't right. Whether that be Cat Williams, Barack Obama, Donald Trump, Joe, Joe, whomever the fuck. If it ain't right, it ain't right. And so sometimes the ain't right shit need to be called out. Right? So that's all it was, man. I'm just like, yo, man, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much where I'm at, where I'm at with it. But uh, thank you for your uh you know for your condolences, brother. And uh, I do hope to hear from you again soon, man. Real talk. So uh, yeah, man, that has been our uh, our listener feedback portion of the show. We had quite a bit of listener feedback. You know, I'm, I always start like just doing some videos just for the YouTube so I can uh, to drive up these comments. You know, because my podcast this is out here leaving me hanging, nigga. They leaving me hanging. Hmm. All right. But, uh, yo, man, I, I got some, I got some random thoughts though. I got some things I've been thinking about and, uh, I want to talk with you guys, you know, cause I, I feel like we, we, I feel like we family. I feel like I can, you know, I can share these things with you. And, um, uh, I feel like this is a safe space, right? I feel like this is a safe space. And so, uh, first things first, man. So, um, you know, a lot of folks, They are a bit upset about, like, the targeted ads that they get, right? You know, and I'm not necessarily, like, the biggest fan of the targeted ads either. I kind of, like, would, I kind of would hope that the targeted ads would go somewhere, like, you know, leave me the fuck alone, that sort of shit. But um, there's this one particular targeted ad that I got, man. And I'm I'm, I'm a little upset about it. I'm a little upset about it because I understand that I am a man of a certain age, okay? I am a man of a certain age. I am a middle-aged man now and so i'm starting to get some of these ads of things where like i don't know if i'm ready for these motherfucking ads real talk i'm just not so um one of these ads kind of came up uh my timeline on facebook was uh for some shit called hone health okay now hone health is for uh for niggas that might just might might have low testosterone
1: Oh yeah, well, to your there comment. is powerful yeah. niggerry at work
0: here. Yeah, man. So they were like, "Yeah, do you have low testosterone?" I'm like, well, "Wait, what? <laughs> what? Where is this coming from?" Right. And so then I'm reading the fucking ad. and It's like, "Yo, low energy, weight gain, brain fog. These are a few common signs of low testosterone." And I'm like, oh i will be damn right." So then it says they want you to take a at-home blood test, meet with a doctor online. And then they'll prescribe you some shit to they'll deliver to your house, right? So first thing they do is they start talking about the, 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 uh, the, the, the side effects. Here's some of the side effects of this shit. Potential risks include, but are not limited to, acne, oily hair, injection site pain and inflammation, increased appetite, aggression, irritability, increased estrogen and red blood cell count, swelling, high blood pressure, increased cholesterol, increased heart rate, thinning hair, testicular atrophy or shrinkage, infertility, blood clots, allergic reaction, heart attack and stroke. More information is available by speaking to the prescribing doctor. Now. Um Yeah, man. So, I'm going to have to pass on the home shit. I'm going to have to pass on the home shit. First things first, man, all this shit they say is low test is like for low T you had low testosterone but all this shit sound like niggas who own the roys nigga this this sound like steroids dog. hey man acne you know what i'm saying they said the niggas with this i mean I'm, I'm i'm old enough to remember when they were saying like the steroid niggas get like a whole lot of acne. they get the acne on their back and shit you know what I'm saying? I, I grew up with acne. I don't want no more of that shit, man. I'm in my forties. I'm, I'm 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 off that shit, man. I don't eat that shit no more. I, I got I'm ha- I got it bad enough with the razor bumps. You know what I'm saying? Um, then they got like increased estrogen, uh, uh, increased appetite. I mean, I, I I eat a lot already. I don't need to eat no more. Um, aggression and irritability. That sound like road rage to me. Oh, I'm sorry, roid rage to me. Sound like a nigga is all the time mad. You you think you, you think niggas think I'm 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 pissed off all the time now. You imagine me on this shit, nigga, on this shit, nigga. Nah, hell no. Nah. Um, increased heart rate. Nah, see, my doctor already told me I got to come down on my, on my cholesterol. Man, this shit saying it's going to give me increased cholesterol, too. Fuck out of here, bro. Then on top of it, it says, uh, this is the one that got me. Uh, thinning hair. I mean, my hairline all the way the fuck back here anyway. I shaved my shit down. Um, <laughs> but testicular atrophy or shrinkage. Now, listen, man, that's where you lose your boy. My balls going to shrink, dog? My balls, nigga, like, my 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 balls, like, this, this nah, gee, I'm, I'm, I'm cool on this, this ain't, th- th- this, y'all have been better off not telling nobody this shit here, bro, like, ain't nobody, like, this don't sound appealing at all, nigga, this ain't how you sell some, some manly shit to some, hey, man, so you, you, you gonna be big, you know, you gonna be, like, uh, you know, mad in the motherfucker, but your balls gonna be tiny, you know I mean, you, you gonna be, you know, so there's that, like, right, little balls, don't nobody want little balls, man, I mean, I, I I'm just saying, like, i'm cool bro i'm cool i'm I'm a little upset i'm a little upset that i am now of the age where they felt like this was the type of thing that they needed to send to me right that's what i think it is i'm like yo man i know i'm of age but still man fuck y'all fuck (laughs) y'all so got that going on man uh another thing that kind of happened man um so last time i was on this microphone i didn't really go into it in the way in which i thought i was gonna go into it but um the michigan wolverines man won that goddamn national championship yeah and i know youtube gonna give me like a flag on that that little play of that celebration song but yeah man we won a motherfucking national championship niggas michigan won that bitch despite all the hate niggas despite all the motherfucking hate i'm i'm these excuses they to be dead now. They gots to be dead. Because Washington had over a month and a half to change signals. Alabama, oh, oh, nigga, oh, nigga. I, I'm old enough to remember. I am old enough to remember when Michigan was, when, when they announced that Michigan was going to have to play Alabama in the college football playoff. Oh, y'all thought Michigan was scurred. Y'all thought Michigan was scared. Y'all like, man, look at them. They, 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 they scared, man. They, like, they, they thought they was gonna play Florida State, who ain't had no good quarterback, so they gonna play Alabama. They, they don't want nothing, but they don't want nothing to do with them. Alabama roll Tide. Nigga, the Tide rolled their asses right on the fuck home. I know that much. Tide rolled their asses right on the fuck home. Walked right into a wall at the goal line, right. But y'all was talking shit, man. You know, they Michigan can't do And I know y'all was waiting. Y'all was waiting on us to lose. Waiting. Couldn't wait for them. So y'all could throw it back up in their face, right? They ain't even give you an opportunity because they won like a motherfucker. Won like a motherfucker. So, yeah, man, I'm happy about that. I'm happy about my Wolverines, man. We ain't got to share no national championship this time. They not gifting one to Tom Osborne in, New, in Nebraska, so they got to split the national championship. Nah, fuck that. It's ours outright. Despite all the hate, nigga. Despite all the hate, I was an insufferable son, of bitch, when I got there, because I was tired of you niggas with the cheating shit. First, y'all was saying they couldn't beat nobody without the damn cheating, and it was like, "Wait, wait a minute! What these, these teams that they playing? They got they got to beat the beat these teams that y'all said was whack in the beginning anyway." Then they beating the great teams too. Make it make sense, man? They was beating the great teams without their coach. Make it make sense, man? Come on now. So yeah, man, Michigan national champions and shit. You know, great great day to be a Wolverine fan. You know, despite the fact that I'm a Walmart Wolverine, that's another thing, too, right? So here in Michigan, you know, if you if you didn't go to Michigan and you're a Michigan fan, those who went to Michigan State are very motherfucking upset with you. (laughs) They are very motherfucking upset with you. Because Michigan State students or alumni, they can't stand the fact that, you know, across the state, mostly like University of Michigan is actually a pretty much more popular school than Michigan State is. And so, like, for those of us who did not go to either school, because, you know, again, I'm a Michigan, I'm a, I'm a Tennessee State University alum, but I grew up rooting for the University of Michigan, sports wise. And, like, it, it never fails when they, like, you know, they'll call you a Walmart Wolverine. It's like, okay, niggas, so. <laughs> right, because if I was rooting for the Spartans, nigga, you wouldn't give a shit. You wouldn't be calling me a what's War- that? A, 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 a Safeway Spartan. You wouldn't be calling me no shit like that. So why does it? Why does it matter? You just mad that I'm not rooting for your squad. So when y'all lose to Michigan and Michigan, uh, you know, Michigan fans are giving y'all shit because it's a rivalry game. Y'all really be in y'all feelings about it. <laughs> really being in feelings about it. But sorry to the you know Michigan State fans who had to endure. Uh, you know, Michigan and Walmart, Michigan, Walmart Wolverine fans for celebrating this national championship. It's been a long time coming. I was 17 the last time Michigan won a national championship, right? The other thing, uh, my Detroit Lions won a first playoff game for the first time in 32 years, man.
2: God oh,
0: damn. Yeah, man. Beat the uh beat the Rams yesterday. Beat the Rams. Uh and here's the deal, right? Your boy. You, I, some, I, sometimes I'm a softy. Sometimes I'm a softy, man. Y'all, y'all have seen me cry here on these airways, man. Sometimes I let my feelings go. You know what I'm saying? And I sat there on my couch and I shed a couple tears, man. My Lions ain't won game. They hadn't won a playoff game from the time I was an 11 year old boy. The last time the Lions won a playoff game, man, back when they had uh, uh Eric Kramer. Uh, Barry Sanders, who made me fall in love with the fucking game. Uh 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 Benny Blades, Jerry Ball, fucking um oh shit. I'm I'm drawing like I remember uh Mike Utley got hurt that year. He, he got paralyzed that year, man. Um yo man, like Wayne Fonts was the coach. Like I remember that time, bro. Like I was I was so excited. And then we went to the national uh what was at the NFC Championship game that year, and they played against the uh now Herman Moore wasn't there yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Herman Moore wasn't there yet. I think Herman Moore came in like '93. My man GS. <laughs> yeah, Herman Moore came in '93. They were pretty good in '95 too, though. That's when they had Scott Mitchell, uh, and, and and Brett Perryman and them guys, man. But I don't think Herman Herman Moore wasn't here yet. But uh, yeah, man. So I remember that time, and I remember they went up against the Washington at the time they were the Washington Redskins, and the Washington, You know, the Washington team was like. Yo, they were a fucking juggernaut. They not only did they run over the like the Lions didn't stand a chance in the NFC Championship game, but they blew the fuck out of the Buffalo Bills in that Super Bowl. And I think that might have been the Buffalo Bills' second Super Bowl in a row, and on their route to going to four Super Bowls and not winning none of them bitches. But uh, yeah, man, like um, for for the Lions to finally win a champ, oh, not a championship, but a playoff game, and for that playoff game to be here in Detroit, and like, nigga, people hadn't seen – it's it's people who have been here their whole lives and have never seen the Detroit Lions win anything. So for them to win the division and for them to win a playoff game, like some of these kids, like, yo, this is the great they, – they, they don't know. They don't really know what it's like to, like, not <laughs> have anything football-wise to really, really, really root for, man. So, like, yeah, your boy Span shed some tears last night. So with my Wolverines the week before and then my Lions this week, bruh, yeah, man, I'm I'm football wise, I'm on cloud fucking nine right now. And like whomever is playing the game at this particular moment right now gotta bring their asses to Detroit to see if they can go to the NFC Championship game, right? Because the road runs through Detroit now. So yeah, man, we got that going on. It's like, uh, let's see, we got some more comments here. Yeah, Robert Porsche. Now I didn't know Robert Porsche went to Tennessee State. Full circle, man. Full circle. But he said, did you know Madden picked Detroit almost every year from 91 to 94 to make the suit? I did not know that. <laughs> I did not know that. Madden was, Madden was on one. <laughs> Madden was on one, man. Uh, yeah. Robert Porsche went, uh, he, he not only was he a, a, a great Detroit lions defensive end, but like I said, he he's a uh, Tennessee state university alumni, Jerry ball. He was the, uh, the nose tackle of that team. And so, yeah, man, great memories, man. But, uh, again, again, man, uh, I just need my guys to come through. I need them to finish finish the business, just like Michigan did, just like Michigan. We got to finish the business, man. can we got a lot of unfinished business left? We got three games left to win. We got to win this divisional game. Got to win this NFC Championship game, and we got a Super Bowl to go out here and get my nigga. We got. We, I mean, we got to do it. We got to do it, man. It's destiny, dog. It's destiny. Yeah. So yeah, man. We got that going on, man. But oh man, we ain't even really gotten to the shit we're gonna really be talking about tonight. <laughs> Oh, we got a whole bunch of shit going on, man. We really do. So let me go ahead and get to the business of this damn show, man. Let me do that. So, uh, yeah. Let me. I'm gonna start with this. I'm gonna start with this story here too, though, because it's, it's so it's somewhat sports related. But uh, but yeah, yeah. We gonna talk about this, man. Uh, so people in Chicago, man. People in Chicago are 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 well, Chicago Bulls fans. Uh, we catching some flack, catching some flack out here in these streets because there was a, a ceremony the chicago bulls had a, a ring of honor ceremony at the united center and uh they decided they wanted to honor jerry Krause, and them people in the crowd beat boo the fuck out of jerry Krause. Mega! yeah they booed the fuck out of that man right and so uh one of the reasons why we're talking about this is because the discussion has largely been that the people in chicago and those bulls fans were uh we're booing Jerry Krause's wife, which is
3: just... Well, I'll be a monkey's
0: bare assed uncle. And I'm I'm, I'm just going... They weren't booing that man's wife, man. And for anybody who's gotten on a television or gotten in front of a fucking microphone and said that they were booing that man's wife, y'all need y'all ass whooped. Because that ain't what the fuck happened, man. That is not what happened. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to pull these videos up so we can watch right along with each other so y'all can see, just like I saw, what the hell was happening at that ring, uh, that ring of honor ceremony. So let me do this here. I'm going to, let's see, let's see, let's see bulls. All right, let's, uh, let's go. Here we go. All right. Yeah, that's the video right there. Okay. So I had the shit queued up already, man. What the hell? Okay. So here's what happened. Um, well, fuck it. I'm going to just play the video. What the hell, man? <laughs> what are you doing, Spam? Just play the video. Let him see. And let's do... Now let's do this. I'm going to maximize that for y'all so y'all can see that there. And, yo, check this out. This is what happened.
3: He was a six-time NBA champion, two-time NBA executive of the year. Represent. Okay, now
0: for those of you who are not watching the show, there is uh, there is an image of Jerry Krause up on the jumbotron. When his image came up on the jumbotron, that's when the crowd started booing, right? Jerry Krause is on the jumbotron. Crowd is booing an image of Jerry Krause. Now Jerry Krause passed away. Okay, we'll give it all the context. Jerry Krause passed away uh, a few years ago. I'm not exactly sure what year it was he passed away, but he passed away some years ago. But the people, the fans of the city, or the fans of the Bulls, still hold some animus towards Jerry Krause because of some of the things that Jerry Krause did while he was general manager of the team. So they're booing him right at this moment. You don't even see Jerry Krause's wife right now. Don't even see this lady. They're booing him. I just want to make sure that's clear to anybody who's listening and, aren't, and don't have you know, the opportunity to take a look at the
3: show uh, visually.
1: By his wife, Thelma, Basketball
3: Hall of Famer, and former Bulls General Manager, Jerry Krause. Okay.
0: Okay, so now they have Jerry Krause's wife, Thelma, up on the screen. Now, when as they just put her up on the screen, you're going to hear somewhat of a flip of the reaction of the people in the crowd once they show her. Clearly, she's upset. She's she's very upset. She's already heard the booze of her husband. She's upset. But once they see her on the screen, some of the people in the crowd started like, yo, the boos kind of subside, and then you start hearing some slight cheers. All right? Now, sound like cheers now, right? Because now they're aware that that woman is there. A lot of those people in that crowd did not know that that woman was in that crowd. They did not know that she was there to represent her husband until they announced it. And then she showed up on the jumbotron. Those people were booing Jerry Krause. Now, some of y'all will be like, damn, spam, they booing a the dead man. That's fucked up. Okay. You might be right on that. I'm not even on here, I'm not here to argue with you on whether or not that's that's good, bad, or indifferent, right? I'm just gonna say there's some of y'all who are listening to the sound of my voice right now who can't wait for Donald Trump to kick the bucket, and you're gonna celebrate the moment it happens, right? I'm not saying that Jerry Krause is Donald Trump. I'm just saying that, like, yo, people feel how they feel about that, man. And you can't, like, that's just what it is. This is how they feel about him. And this isn't a new thing. This isn't a new thing, right? So let me take this. I'm going to take this one down, right? I'm going to take that one down. And then I'm going to show you guys another video, okay? Because there's another one you guys need to see. Um, This one here. We do this here this one do, do, do. all right so Amen. so in this particular instance uh this was the 1998 chicago bulls championship parade right 1998 championship parade for the chicago bulls and on this particular one they're going to announce jerry Krauss at the Championship Parade. And I want you guys to listen to the reception that Jerry Krause gets from the crowd at the Championship Parade, (laughs) okay? This is how they feel about him even then, all right? Check this out, y'all. And
3: And finally, a Hall of Famer coach, Tex Winter. About a year year ago, ago, this last last month, month, Jerry Jerry Reinsdorf called me and asked me me did I think think we we could do do it again. again. I said yes. Yes. I believed in these guys. All All these these guys guys could come back back and do this again. again. I believed in them. And I thank him for that opportunity. opportunity. Thank you, Jerry. For giving us the opportunity to do it He had another plan But he put it aside I want to thank the co-captains Of
0: this team, Scott That was at the championship parade They were booing this man at the parade, y'all They've been hating this man (laughs) They've been hating this dude So, I'm going to give y'all some context Because, again, not only am I from Detroit But I'm from Chicago, too And I've been a Bulls fan all my life right um for those of you who believe that the reason why the bulls fans are booing Jerry Krause now because of the the last dance um there may be some truth to that there may be there may be some people who were like they they were reminded why they were disliking Jerry Krause right not that they didn't like Jerry Krause they might have been reminded why they didn't like Jerry Krause um but the thing is uh as as um as uh Phil Jackson was just saying there, he was like, Yo, man, um Jerry Reinsdorf asked if we could do it again. And I said, Yeah, I think we could do it again. And Jerry Reinsdorf pretty much overrode, overrode Jerry Krause and brought that team back so that they can go for that sixth championship. Jerry Krause wanted to break that team up after the fifth championship, right? So for, you know, and most of it was, you know interpersonal relationships gone sour you know him and phil jackson were no longer really uh seeing eye to eye anymore uh and he did not want to offer phil jackson an extension michael jordan had already said that he would not play for another coach other than phil jackson so he would either uh, play someplace else or retire uh you know they already had told scotty pippen that they weren't going to re-sign him so he was as a matter of fact earlier on in the season scotty pippen just said fuck it and like uh at, at one point waited, he got, got his, his uh his foot surgery done like <laughs> before the start of the season so like you had a whole bunch of shit going on but a lot of that stemmed from jerry Krause, right and so after the 1998 championship team was dismantled um you know the bulls were subject to going they, they were the highest of highs and then they were in the fucking purgatory of the NBA where like they were in NBA hell where not only were they not hitting on some of the draft picks, but then free agents weren't coming to Chicago either. Right. Free agents weren't coming to Chicago because they saw how Jerry Krause had treated the best fucking player in the world, the best coach in the world and then sidekick in Scottie Pippen. I was like, man, if he going to do that to them, why in the fuck are we going? to Why am I going to go there? Right. So if you guys remember, at one point, for those of you who are old enough, Tracy McGrady came to Chicago for a visit while he was a free agent, and then decided to go to Orlando. Grant Hill came to Chicago for a visit and then decided to go to Orlando. Tim Duncan did the same thing, right? A lot of them dudes came to Chicago, gave it, the, you know, gave it the like, eh, I'm not, I'm not coming here though. Gave him a shot, you know, gave him a look, but they wasn't really coming here. Because the word had got out that they don't treat this, they don't treat the, the if you can't treat Michael Jordan good, right? If if he's doing that to Michael Jordan, imagine how he what he'll do to me. And so what ended up happening was you had a lot of like middling sort of free agent players coming around to Chicago, and they were overpaying these dudes to come to play for Chicago, because they had to overpay to sign somebody because people weren't coming. Chicago was no longer a destination to come play because of Jerry Krause. So I say all that to say that the reason why even today Chicago Bulls fans boo Jerry Krause is because they blame that man for the mediocrity that the Bulls became after they got rid of after he got rid of Scottie Pippen, excuse me, Michael Jordan, and Phil Jackson. A lot of people in Chicago still blame that man for that. And honestly, I blame the Reinsdorfs for putting that lady in that position to sit there and listen to thousands of people boo the memory of her husband because the Reinsdorf has to know that although they may like Jerry Reinsdorf and they may have love and respect for Jerry Reinsdorf. I mean, uh, Jerry Krause, a lot of the fan base does not. A lot of the fan base does not. And so, um, like I said, I saw so many people saying like how, how classless it was of those bulls fans to do that. I'm like, Hey man, if, if 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 that doesn't show you anything else, it's like Bulls fans will keep that same energy, right? They don't like you. They don't like you. And they're not going to be fake about it. That's just what it is. Like, I, like, it's unfortunate that, that that woman had to sit there and listen to that. I, 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 I agree with anybody with that. But also, fault the motherfuckers who put that lady in that seat to have to listen to that because they had to know. So, yeah, <laughs> Bulls fans really did that. And uh, that's why. That's why. Now, um, let's see what else we got going on here. Uh, yo, so let's get into this here. Let's get into this here. So Stephen A. Smith and Jason Whitlock, right? Stephen A. Smith and Jason Whitlock are going back and forth, man. And um, it was interesting, right, because people are like, yo, man, can y'all believe Stephen A. Smith out here cussing? Like, and this it's, it's comes right after the club Shay Shay shit with, uh, with Cat Williams. And so people are like, yo. Stephen A. Smith out here trying to get these Cat Williams numbers. You know what I'm saying? He coming at Jason Whitlock kind of hard. You know, a lot of folks thought it was disingenuous. Because it's like, yo, man, 2024 kicking off with a bang. It's beefs all over the place, right? But here's the deal, though. Um, Part of what got this shit started was um, Jason Whitlock had actually come out and said something about um, Stephen A. Smith not writing his book. Right. And, you know, there's been a back and forth. Now, I'm just going to say this right now. For all the niggas who say they don't like gossip, if you've been keeping track of any of this, this ain't shit but gossip. (laughs) This ain't shit but gossip. So if you're keeping track of this, nigga, you like gossip because it's just like some. Did you hear what such and such said? Oh, shit, I ain't heard that one, but did you hear this shit? Ain't nothing but gossip. You can call it barbershop talk all you want to. This shit ain't nothing but gossip. But, um Stephen A. Smith came out and said what he said and most people well not not a lot of folks I wouldn't even say most a lot of folks that I know didn't even know where it came from right but I did some of the I did a little bit of the research right did a little bit of the research so that I can come to you guys and I can talk about this shit with some level of informative right I know a little bit what I'm talking about so uh wait, no I don't want to put that let me let me take this down all right so uh I say all that to say too. Um, there's a Cat Williams link to this, and the reason why there's a Cat Williams link to this is because Jason Whitlock made this a Cat Williams thing. All right, he tried to he tried to piggyback off of what some of the things that Cat Williams said in the Club Shay Shay interview, while ex- while calling himself exposing Stephen A. Smith as a fraud. Okay, so let me pull this up so you guys can watch a little bit of this, and uh, we gonna. Watch this shit here together. Let me do this here. Boom. And uh, yeah, let's see what the hell Jason Woodlock is talking about, even though we know he be full of shit most times. But let's see what the fuck he's talking about.
4: Because you all have seen me and Stephen A. Smith beefing back and forth, and he's calling me fat bastard, and he's going to expose this truth about me, and he's going to ask ESPN to do X, Y, and Z. and, and, and And they are... Cause he's part of the cabal. He He's part of this whole alphabet mafia. and that, That's not calling him gay. That's not what I'm doing, but he's part. The alphabet mafia is the LGBTQ BLM Barack Obama feminist. It's that whole cabal that I was telling you about yesterday. And Stephen A Smith is a part of that. And he's, and, and this is why I told when I said to Stephen A Smith, and Shannon Sharp. Like, y'all can come at me if you want to, but I will drop these facts on y'all.
0: All right. So again, and this kind of goes a little bit back to that whole thing I was talking about with, with the with the Cat Williams thing, where, you know, um people took every you know, some people took everything to be the truth, right? Everything to be the truth. And when he starts talking about the cabal and he's a part of this cabal and the the alphabet mafia and all this other shit, as if like the, this is the reason why I'm not more successful than I, than I am. And he successful because he's a part of this shit. Like low key cat was kind of, you know, propagating some of that messaging too. Now I'm not, I'm not sure that cat would like for someone like a Jason Whitlock to be attaching himself to his message. But unfortunately that's what kind of what happens when you put forth a message like that.
4: Cause I know it all because my journalistic instincts and just willingness to research. And so Stephen A Smith wrote or had someone write because Stephen A Smith can't write, had someone write a memoir straight shooter and he shouldn't have done that because I've read it. And, and just like, Cat Williams is breaking down to you. Like, look, look at these lies that Steve Harvey is telling and, and look at this deal, how Kevin Hart is a plant and he was promised things at the very beginning. And it's like, how did Kevin Hart come out here to LA with deals in place and all this success in place? All, but it's like, Who's Kevin Hart? What he's saying is like, Kevin Hart ain't even got that kind of talent. How it hasn't been done since or before. If you go look at Stephen A. Smith's narrative, many people, including myself that, that know Stephen A. Smith's narrative is like, this makes no sense. This dude could barely write, had editors at the Philadelphia Inquirer that had to rewrite Everything editors at uh, ESPN that had to rewrite everything knows virtually nothing about any other sport other than the tiny, tiny bit he knows about basketball. This man has sat on TV and said, hey, man, they should have kicked the field goal on third down just in case they miss it. They can re-kick it again on fourth down. Oh, this tight end's playing tonight for the Chargers, but he actually was cut and plays for another team. This man, it's comical how little he actually knows about sports, but someone installed him as the number one voice of sports. So, yeah. That's just a
0: small like snippet of the things that Jason Whitlock had to say about Stephen A. Smith, and this is the nucleus, this is the like the genesis really of that rant that we got from Stephen A. Smith that a lot of folks didn't see coming, right? Because who the fuck is watching the Blaze? If you know anything about the Blaze, the Blaze is a conservative leaning, you know, uh, uh, internet, you know, uh, television outlet. They, you know, they. The, they have people like Candace Owens as host over there, and you know those sorts of folk, right? So yeah, like a lot of people weren't necessarily going over there to go watch this shit, but this is the genesis of why Stephen A. Smith decided to go to fuck off on Jason Woodlock this past week, right? So again, Jason Woodlock tried to tie the Cat Williams interview on Shannon Sharp show. And to why he was coming at Stephen A Smith on, on 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 his show and basically saying that Stephen A Smith is the Kevin Hart of the sports media world and that Stephen A Smith is a plant in much the same way that Kevin uh, that, that Cat Williams was alleging that Kevin Hart is a plant in the comedy world okay that's that's pretty much the gist of this right now that's pretty much the gist of it. so this is how. This is how we get this other video from Stephen A. Smith. Okay, this is how we this is how we get this because this didn't like just pop up all of a sudden. There was a new there, there was a reason why it, why it happened. So let me uh let's see, finally respond. Where is it? Where is it? Now I got a, a bunch of tabs open here. Here we go. But this is how we get Stephen A. Smith doing this shit. Okay, and many of us did not see this coming. Especially coming from Stephen A. Smith, but this is how we get Stephen A. Smith with this. So let me go ahead and maximize this real quick. Come on, do your thing, computer. Okay, I just want to do whatever whatever it wants to now. Okay. Well, we we'll just play it then. Screw it. Or not. All right then. Uh-huh. <laughs> what the hell Is happening here It's a bit of a Okay Could you just Could you just Play for me You're embarrassing me right now Come on computer <laughs> Come on baby You know I know my computer You know what I'm saying I know my computer You know I just need to Kick it in and, it and, 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 Like kick it a few times And it'll start But I don't want to kick it Because I don't want to I might have to refresh. Okay, I might just refresh. Let's do that. Let's refresh. And
1: maybe it'll do its thing. Not unlawful things or anything like that. There we go. There's plenty of situations, Michael. Once humanity comes into play. Wait a second. This ain't the spot I had to it. To the fat back. Here we go. Black Grant. Here we go. This article is an article written on deadspin.com. The title, How Jason Whitlock is Poisoning ESPN's Black Grant Land. Because remember Bill Simmons, who's now at Spotify doing a great job, obviously had Grantland at ESPN and upon his departure, Jason Whitlock was supposed to take up the mantle and create a black website for folks. This article was written by a Greg Howard published on April 27th, 2015. The same Jason Whitlock that said he's seen my writing, the same Jason Whitlock that implied that I couldn't write the same Jason Whitlock that said that I'm lying. That I'm lying. What does this man do? Why would I call up this article? There's a plethora of reasons why I would do so, ladies and gentlemen. One of the reasons would be because it's as in-depth as it gets about how scurrilous, how trifling, how despicable this man is. But there's also another reason that I'd pick up this article. Let me read the graph to you that it says. Keep in mind, Stephen A. can't write. This staff, the one Whitlock was praising by way of warnings that if the writers and editors wouldn't align with his vision, he would get rid of them, was not the one Whitlock wanted. The Undefeated, because that was the name of the title before it ultimately became, Andscape. The Undefeated was originally meant to attract the best and brightest young black talent in the country. With Whitlock's aim set so high that he at one point seriously tried to recruit the Atlantic's Ta-Nehisi Coates, the sharpest cultural commentator in the business today. As things worked out, though, those young writers comprehensively refused to work with him. So did big name ESPNers like Howard Bryant, Jamel Hill and Stephen A. Smith. I couldn't write, huh? While you were on Blaze TV spewing that bullshit to people, did you tell them that? Did you tell them how you stood outside, outside of First Take, begging me to talk to you? Did you tell them that once the same article in Deadspin came out, weeks later you wrote a lengthy apology to me in an email begging me to forgive you pointing out how you were betrayed by this particular writer so you know how I must feel that you betrayed me did you tell the folks that you bitch
2: yeah you tell man, them? Wait.
1: you oh, fat man. piece of shit did you tell them that got the names we got Jamel Hill. We got Howard Bryant. You want me to bring up the other writers that wouldn't work for you? Why it took you nearly two years to get an article out? Because you ran that shit so bad you were running it into the ground? What a disgrace you were to John Skipper, the former boss of ESPN, or the host of others. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, yeah, so... When, when we, when most people saw this, they just saw Stephen A. Smith going the fuck off. Stephen A. Smith going thermonuclear on, 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 uh, on Jason Whitlock, not necessarily knowing the context of why he was doing what he was doing. Now, the reason why I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying, I'm going all the way back to this damn Cat Williams shit, is because of how Jason Whitlock tried to link himself with that Cat Williams narrative in order to try to uh, uh try to expose Stephen A. Smith, right? Now, there are some things about this particular rant that Stephen A. Smith had to say where I was still listening to like I first things first, I was like, Yeah you know i ain't really buying the tough guy shit right <laughs> I, really, I mean you're like yeah you from hollis queens you know and all that other. i've been like it, it shocked me for him to like you bitch like yeah like oh shit he getting spicy on this nigga right but um no i mean there was something there was some things like you know where he got to talking about how he's friends with folks like uh uh you know sean hannity and and, and things of that nature and how often he talks to these folks and um and it didn't jive with me how he would say that he was friends with these people and he talks to them on the regular. And at the same time, there was a certain point in this particular video where he was saying that like, um, you know, he used to think there was nothing worse than a white supremacist. And then there's Jason Whitlock, but it's like, yeah, but you know, some of the people that you talk to on a regular basis, openly help white supremacists on the daily with their messaging. So they're not any better. Right. So I wasn't taking everything Stephen A. Smith said with hook, line and sinker either. Like some of the people you fuck with don't fuck with us either. Right. So as much as you would like a malign Jason Whitlock. Yeah. Some of the people that he rock with the people that he works with and the people that you chummy with they don't rock with us either. So you might want to check yourself on that shit too. Right. But Again, J- Jason Woodlock tried to tie that into some, you know, well, I'm a, I'm doing the same shit Cat Williams is doing. And I'm exposing the cabal, you know, because Cat Williams said that, like, you know, it, Ludacris was in the Illuminati and the Illuminati met with us. And one of us had to cut off our hair and one of us didn't. And you see who who got the $10 million movie, $10 million a movie and shit, right? Don't make sense. But if the, it, it don't have to be. You know, to some to, to you know to you know to some people, it doesn't have to make sense. So long as they like you, if they like you, then they'll be more amenable to the things that you have to say. If they don't like you, they're not really trying to hear what the fuck you have to say, even if it does make sense, right? But it was weird. It was real interesting to watch these. Uh, these uh, these these journalists <laughs> go at it so publicly on social media and on on YouTube and things like that. And, uh, you know, again, 2024 is only 15 days in 15 days in. And uh, this is what we, <laughs> we, we we've we got Cat Williams against the comedy. We've got Jason Whitlock against journalism. <laughs> And what here's the thing that I want to hear, man. (laughs) And someone there's gonna be some conservative Negro, man. There's gonna be a there's gonna be a coon somewhere out here talking about some well Stephen A. Smith responded to him, but he ain't say that nigga was lying. This nigga was clearly lying. (laughs) Because that's what they do, man. That's what the fuck they do. But yo, man, yeah, Stephen A. Smith and Jason woodlock Um, yo, now you 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 got a little bit of context as to why Stephen A. Smith went after that man the way that he did, right? But uh, yeah, we got that going on. Let me take that down. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see what else, what else we got going on. Oh shit! Yeah, 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 yeah. So I saw this and I thought this was like something really fucking interesting. Let me pull this pull this down. But uh. So I don't know how familiar you guys are with uh the um the shit going on with um with Joe Biden's son Hunter Biden. So right now Congress is trying to uh you know Hunter Biden has already been indicted a couple times on uh tax evasion charges, uh having a, a firearm while uh being uh like a drug addict or something like that. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm kind of fuzzy on what law he broke on that one, but they've already indicted him on something like that. Congress has already, they're essentially, well, this Republican led uh, house of representatives is trying to tie some business dealings that Hunter Biden had with his father and said that his father was exerting some influence uh, while he was vice president of the United States to get Hunter Biden jobs across the world, uh, jobs that he wouldn't normally be, um, qualified for. Um, and so uh they have been wanting to question Hunter Biden but they want to question him behind closed doors, right? And so um Hunter Biden decided to show up at a congressional hearing where they were voting to they were voting to see what they would they were voting to see whether or not they wanted to hold him in contempt of congress, right? But he showed up. And um it 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 created a bit of a a, a haha, so to speak on uh, on on the floor of congress uh at the subcommittee i forget exactly i think it's the oversight committee uh that this happened in but one of the democratic congressperson congress people from uh texas her name is jasmine crockett oh man jasmine crockett aired the mother like she aired the whole motherfucking thing out like she she emptied the goddamn clip on these Republicans, man. And I decided, I'm like, you know what, man? We should highlight Jasmine Crockett and what Jasmine Crockett had to say to these Republicans while they was in here acting a goddamn fool. So let me pull this video up so you guys can see what the hell Jasmine Crockett actually had to say while in Congress, man, because this is the kind of shit that's going on in Cro- Okay, all
5: right. So we love the Constitution today.
0: Wait a second. Let me pull you up. Jasmine, damn, hold on a second.
5: <laughs>
0: but, uh yeah, so... um Hey, I need y'all. To, uh, we we need to probably start watching C-SPAN a whole lot more because it getting lit up on, the, on 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 the congressional on Capitol Hill, man. It's getting lit up there. So let me, let me go ahead and play this video and listen
5: along. Let's see what's going on hey, here. And we also want to talk about foreign money coming in. Have y'all seen the report that was just produced where this chairman decided that he was going to block this committee from receiving additional information about y'all's guy Trump? and all the money that he took. From what we did receive, we know that Trump got almost $6 million that we can account for, and we know that that there's more there. From China specifically, we found almost $8 million total that he accepted from foreign governments while he was serving as the president of these United States. But we're concerned about the president's son, the president's son who has not been involved in his administration. I just wanna run it back, though, to the very beginning, because this is something that I just can't get over. I can't get over the gentle lady from South Carolina talking about white privilege. It was a spit in the face, at least of mine, as a black woman, for you to talk about what white privilege looks like, especially from that side of the aisle, and let me quote your now ousted speaker and what he had to say about the Republican Party and y'all's lack of diversity. When you look at the Democrats, they actually look like America. When I look at my party, we look like the most restrictive country club in America. So let me tell you something. Y'all don't know what white privilege looks like, but I'm gonna I'm a show you a little bit of something. You see, you wanna talk about a two-tier justice system and this is the only time that y'all have ever referenced it when this country has a history, when it comes to black and brown folk of having two separate sets of rules. And right now what you wanna do is have two separate sets of rules because Mr. Moskowitz offered y'all a fair situation. He said he would vote for Hunter to be held in contempt if y'all voted to hold all, even if you remove all of the members of Congress, there's still other people that y'all haven't decided that y'all have excuses for, but y'all don't wanna hold them in contempt. But for some reason it makes sense to hold Hunter Biden in contempt who has tried to comply And let me tell you why nobody wants to talk to y'all behind closed doors, because y'all lie. That's just the bottom line. You have done it thus far in this investigation. You have done it this far as it relates to this committee and every single hearing, y'all spin, spin, spin. I don't know how y'all are still standing right now because you should be quite dizzy from all the spinning that you're constantly doing when it comes to spinning the truth. You talk about free and fair elections, but you back a guy who we know tried to steal the election. And this isn't about what Democrats have to say. Let me remind you, for those of you that don't know how the justice system works, it's not a matter of the president went in and indicted Trump, but we are Talking about grand juries. Grand juries are comprised of American citizens and the people that have entered pleas of guilty that will be flipping on your leader in a minute. They are Republicans. I do want to point that out. And half of them were Republicans that were handpicked by Donald Trump himself. So, to be clear, whatever happens to your little leader. It's going to be because of the actions that he took. So you can talk all you want to about how January 6th was nonsense, but all of y'all, y'all were running at that time. Y'all were grabbing y'all's gas masks and y'all were running to your offices because you didn't know if they were coming to kill you. You should have cared that somebody was there to protect you, but instead you want to play games because you found out that it was your leader that decided that he wanted to propagate an insurrection on our country. So don't tell me that you care about the Constitution, because you don't. All you care about is Trump getting reelected, and I'll yield the last of my time to my leader. Okay, all right, so we love...
0: God damn, you know what? I I, I feel as though what she wanted to say, but she couldn't say it because it would have been against the quorum.
1: Shut up. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Enough.
0: enough it boy i've been sick to my fucking stomach watching you imbeciles type things stop typing you niggas are stupid like real talk i feel like that's what she really wanted to say but she couldn't say that but she ain't saying nothing but the motherfucking truth she ain't saying nothing but the truth um i here here's the thing and I, i i like this is a this is an election year we will be voting for president some of us will be voting for senators. and Some of us will be voting for, uh, you know, House reps uh, coming into this year uh, because, you know, House of Representatives seats are only uh, every two years, senators every six years, presidents every four years. All right. So we're going to be voting for a lot of stuff come up, you know, later on in November, later this year. And I think it's important for us to be fully aware of what's at stake going forward for this country for us um apathy is not the move for a lot of us it just ain't just keep it a buck it just ain't we we cannot afford to be apathetic towards any of this stuff and i know i'm a big proponent on telling people to go vote i know there are some people who feel like yo i don't you know like i i I don't want to be engaged in the process and whether or not you engage in the process or not the process is still happening whether you say anything or not um, so you would much rather. I, I think some of you would much rather have some voice in the process rather than have the process process on your ass, right? But um, like the thing is, is that like she's speaking to like the craven hypocrisy of a lot of the legislation, uh, a lot of the legislators on that particular on the Republican side right now, right? On the Republican side, and so. I say all that to say, because this leads into another thing. Um, Charlemagne the God, Charlemagne the God of the Breakfast Club, man, um, says that he regrets endorsing President Biden three years ago. And uh, yeah, let me pull this this video up so we can watch along with that one as well. Um, because yeah, I mean it's not a long video, so don't worry about that. But, yeah, Charlemagne said that he regrets uh, endorsing Joe Biden. And so the reason the why. The African-American community stood up. These videos are starting by themselves, and I kind of hate it. The African-American community. Hey, man, pause. <laughs> Shit. Uh, all right. But, uh, yeah, so this comes out of uh, CBS. So check this
3: out, y'all. Stood up again for me.
2: You yeah. always hit my, my back.
3: back, and I'll have, I'll have yours. yours. Welcome back to America Decides. More than three years after his victory speech, President Biden faces what appears to be, at least to the polls, waning support among black voters in our country. This, as an influential radio host named Charlemagne the God, says he regrets backing Biden in 2020. He told Politico, quote, it's almost like Democrats are doing this purity test. America's not pure. The people of America are not pure. We're flawed. I'm not looking for my politicians to be pure, I'm looking for my politicians to be effective. National political reporter for Politico, Brackton Booker, who wrote that piece on Charlemagne the God, joins us now. Brackton, it's great to see you. Fantastic piece. Thank you. Let's dig into this. According to a Gen Forward survey, which you also wrote about in a separate piece for Politico, 17% of black Americans support former President Trump. 20% said they're not for Biden or Trump. Let's do the quick math. 37% not in the Biden coalition.
0: I think that 17 that are that are for Trump. I think that number is a bit high. That is just me. I think that number is a bit skewed, but that's just me.
3: That's a big
4: number. It's a big number, and we're does Charlemagne not, the God reflect that? I, I think he. I think he does. I think he does. Look, he he expressly voted for and supported uh, President Biden uh, during the 2020 election, and he clearly is saying he does not have the support of Charlemagne the God this time around, and he says that. Biden has not been an effective messenger and he feels that Biden has not kept some of his promises that, that he made on the campaign trail. And certainly he's not appeared on his uh, radio show uh, since the the 2020 election. I think that has something to do with it too. Okay.
0: Okay. Now that's what this guy says. And he wrote the article. He spoke to Charlemagne. Um, Here's the deal. Um, I've said on this, on, on this particular show plenty of times, that i think that um the message that charlemagne promotes politically is dangerous i think that charlemagne um is very irresponsible with the messaging that he propagates publicly about um about how he feels about this particular administration right and That's not to say that he doesn't have the right to feel how he wants to feel about President Biden and the Biden administration and Kamala Harris and what have you. But I think it's very disingenuous for Charlemagne to have access to these people in the way in which he does and still go out and propagate these messages, right? Because even when they started this particular video, they talked about how Charlemagne felt as though he doesn't want a pure leader he just wants an effective leader right and he wants some he wants a leader who goes out and effectively uh you know communicates what they plan to do and how they plan to operate for our constituency which to be honest with you doesn't sound bad at all right I wish that the Democratic Party would also be more forceful and telling people the things that they have done for the American people, so that when people come up to you and say, "Hey, man, these ain't, you know, the Democrats and the, and the Republicans is the same thing. Nigga. They they just two sides of the same coin. Man, they ain't really doing nothing for me, nigga. You know what I'm saying? They ain't really doing nothing for me, nigga. Shit. At least, at least when Trump was in office, nigga, I got a check, nigga. Like they they gave me a check, nigga. I I, I had that, nigga. I ain't even got that shit from from Biden, nigga. I ain't got shit. And you see that you'll hear that from a lot of you know people who are not necessarily engaged in the political process. You'll hear that a lot, man, and it's unfortunate because it it basically it 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 forces those of us who are more politically astute, who are paying attention to the politics, who are uh, trying to be informed when we go into that voter booth, uh, to have to propagate the message right in a way in which we probably shouldn't have to because the 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 apparatus that has the most money, the apparatus that has the power, should be out here championing what the fuck it is that they're doing. But like when you have people who don't know that the American Rescue Plan, which is a law that Joe Biden signed into law, gave them $1400 per person in their family, um when you don't know that that came from Joe Biden, you don't know that you got help from Joe Biden in that way. Well, you don't know that the American uh, the 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 uh, the infrastructure plan uh, plans to uh, replace lead pipes throughout the country, whether it be for your water or gas or whatever else. You don't know that that is happening for you because they don't talk about it. But that's happening for you. You don't know who it came from, though, because they're not saying it. You don't know that. uh When it comes to student loans, Joe Biden, despite the fact that he did not run on forgiving student loans, has forgiven more student loan debt than any other president in the history of student loans. No other other president has forgiven more student loans than than President Biden. None of them. And that's not even something that he ran on. And there are more student loan forgiveness coming next month. Congratulations to y'all who are getting it. And there's a lot of y'all who are getting it, who are talking about y'all might sit out this election because you don't think he's done enough, right? It hasn't touched you. Inflation is high, nigga. Inflation is high all over the fucking world, right? When gas prices were going up, y'all blaming Biden for that. Gas prices then came down quite a bit. Are y'all are y'all giving them credit for that or not? Now we all like for those of us who are politically astute and who pay attention, we know that it doesn't necessarily. Uh, lean on the president to uh to look like he has no no real bearing on whether or not the gas prices are high or low but he also but he 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 bears the brunt of whether or not those 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 prices are high or low right those prices then came down does he get credit for that or not? <laughs> right I mean, like there are things that are happening in the country that I feel as though someone of a Charlemagne, the God stature, he has access to the people who could tell him more. And he has access to the millions of listeners who could listen to him to say what those things are that will affect them and that have affected them in a positive way. But he doesn't do that because right now it doesn't serve him. It doesn't serve him to say what they're doing and apathy which is that I think is like the message that he's he's propagated. Apathy does not serve us as a community. There's way too much on the fucking line for us to be promoting a message of apathy. And so every now and again, when I see Charlemagne show up on Joy Reid or Angela Rive pumping up Charlemagne as the reason why they start her and uh, uh um. Uh, Andrew Gillum and, and Tiffany Cross started their new podcast, Native Land. Like, they're propagating, like, yo, Charlemagne gave me the idea to start. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But Charlemagne, uh, at the same time, is propagating the message of apathy towards the rest of the p- people every fucking day, five days a week, to millions of listeners all over the fucking country. He'll get on, like, Charlemagne is now being. We're looking at CBS News. They're talking about Charlemagne. Charlemagne is on fucking CNN. Charlemagne is hosting The Daily Show. Charlemagne, like, this dude's influence is like, despite the fact that he might not necessarily warrant that level of influence, he's got it. And the message that he's given us is one of apathy at a time where we can least afford fucking apathy. So even though it's not my job, what I do when I get on this microphone is that I try to inform people on some of the things that are happening politically that could either harm or help you. It's not my job. But I do it because I feel there's a responsibility to it, especially if I'm going to get on this microphone, and I'm going to be talking about these sorts of issues. It's my responsibility to do so. So when I see someone like a Charlemagne talking about how like, it's not like the Democrats don't message, right? The Democrats don't do this. Okay. If you know what the hell's going on, why don't you just tell the people just tell them rather than sensationalizing your shit or saying that the media is sensationalizing your shit. When they say, yeah, he regrets endorsing Joe Biden. What the fuck is there to regret right now, bruh? What is there to regret? What choice did you have? You still got the same choice that you had the last time. It's Biden or Trump. What the fuck are you saying at this moment? How does you saying, I regret endorsing Joe Biden help us in this moment? That's the question that I ask anybody who has, uh, who 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 has that level of influence over how people view things politically. And we got a couple comments here. Let me pull these comments up and see what we what, what the folks is talking about. Um, okay, we got uh, ER Black is in the chase. Said, "God damn it, we done <laughs> we done with them as soon as we don't get a stimulus." Hey, bro, that's the other part. They got a stimmy from fucking uh, from from Joe Biden. They don't, the only reason some of them don't know that they got it from Joe Biden is because Joe Biden didn't hold the check up. Didn't hold the check up so that he could put his fucking name on it the same way Donald Trump did. Where he held the fucking checks up so he could put his name on it. And now you got people like Sexy Red on on the internet talking about we need to get people like Trump back in office because he gave us those stimmies. Right? It's part of the reason why now... Joe Biden is making sure and sending those emails out to make sure that folks know that the recent student loan forgiveness that they got came from the actions of his administration. Because apparently that's what people need because they're not paying attention anyway. They need to be told this is what this is. So if your husband is a goddamn uh, a, a Mason, you know, like a brick Mason or whatever, and there's an infrastructure project going on. You can thank Joe Biden for that. Because of the infrastructure bill. There's a lot of Republican legislators across the country who although their their representatives voted against that shit accepted that money. Accepted that money so that they can then go up go back to their their their, their districts and say, "Hey, uh we got this money coming in for this project. I voted against it, but so, so the fuck what?" <laughs> right? So the fuck what? We got this level of disingenuousness disingenuousness going on and then we have people like Charlamagne on the radio 5 days a week selling people this apathy message 11 months before we go we I mean 10 months before we have to go vote. We don't need this sort of shit, man. We don't need this sort of shit. And so I'm a, I'm, I'm 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 a bit upset with that nigga, man, when it comes to that cuz again, We don't need that sort of messaging, bro. Like, either you with us or you in a motherfucking way. And it doesn't have anything to do with a purity test, bro. It's like, hey, man, the bare minimum is if you have some information, share it with the people. You got way too many motherfuckers listening to you. Share that information with the people, right? Now, uh, another story that we got here. Um, Let's see. Don Lemon, Tulsi Gabbard, and Jim Rome are getting a new show on
3: Twitter. Let a naysayer know.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, Don Lemon and Tulsi Gabbard and Jim Rohn, uh they are launching new television or not even television shows, new online platforms, you know, something like a podcast, maybe something not like a podcast. I mean, I'm broadcasting live on Twitter right now as we speak, so maybe I could get on X2, but I don't want that check. I don't want that check. Real talk. But, um, No, man, so here's the deal. Don Lemon came out talking about um, how he – do I have the article? I'm sure I got the article, though. I'm out here winging it. Yeah, I'm out here winging it. And here I got the whole article right here. Let me read from this NBC News story. It says, X is launching three new shows on the platform to be hosted by former CNN anchor Don Lemon, former U.S. Representative Tulsi Gabbard, and sports radio commentator Jim Rome. The social media platform, which has been struggling to retain advertisers ever since Elon Musk take over in 2022, announced the partnerships Tuesday. Lemon, Gabbard, and Rome joined X fox News host Tucker Carlson, who launched his show on X last June after parting with after parting ways with Fox News. Conservative pundits and politicians have rallied around Musk over the past year as the tech moguls spread conspiracy theories, including the anti-Semitic Great Replacement Theory linked to shootings in Pittsburgh and Buffalo, New York. He has sued progressive watchdog Media Matters for America, which reported last year that ads from major corporations were running next to to anti-Semitic content on X. Meanwhile, the European Union opened a probe in December looking into whether X failed to combat disinformation and illegal content on the platform. X's announcement Tuesday came just hours after his business handle posted how posted about how 2024 will be transformational for the platform. Uh, Lemon, who was fired from CNN last year after reports that he mistreated female colleagues, as well as backlash over widely criticized comments he made on air, wrote in a statement on X that he is back, bigger, bolder, and freer. The Don Lemon show covering topics across politics, culture, sports, and entertainment. will run running 30 minute episodes, three times a week. I know now more than ever that we need a place for honest debate and discussion without the hall monitors, lemon rope called X the biggest space for free speech in the world. So yeah. Okay. Biggest space. Uh, Gabbert who left the democratic party in 2022, because she says she believes is now under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers that, that word again, <laughs> that word again, <laughs> uh leaders cabal a warmonger driven by cowardly wokeness also tied the importance of free speech in an ex post announcing her new documentary style show unfortunately we live in a time where free speech is under attack she said in the video announcement adding that one way to defend free speech is to use it now mind you these are people who say that they don't have free speech who are actively out here getting jobs to use their fucking voice They don't have free speech, but they're getting millions of dollars to use their voice. And they don't think we, meaning you and I, can see the irony in any of it. They get paid millions to say what they want and say what they feel. But they want us to believe that their free speech is being curtailed they aren't in jail they haven't been killed their free speech is fully intact now to some degree it's a little bit disappointed to hear that Don Lemon is kind of going this route you know uh, we had high hopes for Don you know it looked like he was turning a corner Look like Don was turning the corner, man. Real talk, man. When, you know, Don, had, he was letting the hair grow out during the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? He, would, he was getting lined up. You know, he almost had that Steve Harvey. You know what I'm saying? He was out here trying to get the natural Steve Harvey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was trying to get that natural Steve Harvey. But, you know, now, you know, after what happened to him, after being let go by CNN, man, it seems as though, like, you know, maybe, you know, Don Lemon turned, you know, back into you know back to that dark side i remember before man when he was out there in ferguson talking about how much weed smoke he was smelling you know he got on cnn talking about some niggas need to pull a pull their pants up you know that sort of shit seems like he's going right back to that after he's gotten let go from cnn now tulsi gabbard i'm not necessarily so much surprised because tulsi gabbard is a grifter and she's always been a grifter and everybody's known it so long as she's been in the public space we've pretty much known who this is who she is not necessarily surprised by her Jim Rome, haven't watched Jim Rome since Jim Rome was burning back in the day when he was on Fox Sports News, you know, the Fox Sports channel, you know, back when they was having, you know, the best damn sports show period, you know, that sort of shit. Back before, you know, they 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 really turned to shit. You know? But um, yeah, man, they are on uh X, Elon Musk. I hope they got paid up front, though, because apparently uh X can't you know like the the value of the of the 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 site has kind of gone down uh i'm not on there much anymore i mean i know this is this is broadcasting live on x right now but i'm not really on that fucker i'm on threads man i've I've been on threads now for the last four or five months and i've been enjoying my time on threads man it's something like twitter but it ain't ain't got the bullshit that twitter got going on on there like you know some of y'all might want to make the switch i'm just saying but uh (laughs) yeah man but the fact that uh Elon Musk is uh not only not not Elon Musk uh Don Lemon because he's the most he's the one I'm most surprised by the fact that Don Lemon is out here is touting that you know free speech bullshit when you know he's got to know that you know free speech it doesn't mean freedom from fucking consequences man it just means that you know you won't be persecuted by your government man anytime i hear anybody talking about that free speech shit it's like hey man are you being locked up right now is the government motherfucking executing you right now then shut the fuck up because you're not having your free speech curtailed man you right now you're suffering from consequences of the speech you espoused that's it that's it and that's all but uh yeah man don lemon tulsi gabbard jim rome they got new shows on twitter coming i guess uh we got that going on um one more story here because i've been running my mouth for quite a bit and I think I got, yeah, we I mean, there's a couple I could. Damn, I got a lot. I had a lot of shit to say, huh? Yeah, I had a lot of shit to say. But uh, I don't know if I'm going to get to all of these tonight. I just don't. I don't think I'm going to get to all of these. But um, let's see. uh Yeah, we got one more. Let's see. Republican governors reject money for kids' summer food aid in 15 goddamn states. <laughs> You know, this is the sort of shit that Charlamagne and God could probably be talking about while at the same time while he's talking about he regrets uh endorsing Joe Biden. But you know, who the fuck am I? But yeah, <laughs> let me pull this story up because I know I got it. Let's do this here. Um, where is it? Where is it? Where there we go. And we get the story here. This comes out of the Washington Post It says that Republican governors in 15 states are rejecting a newly a new federally funded program to give food assistance to hungry children during the summer months, denying benefits to eight million children across the country. This nigga was clearly lying. Yeah, man. Charlamagne got to be lying. Uh, It says the program is expected to serve 21 million youngsters starting around June, providing $2.5 billion in relief across the country. The governors have given varying reasons for. Excuse me. I said the governors have given varying reasons for refusing to take part from the price tag to the fact that the final details of the plan have yet to be worked out. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds says she saw no need to add money to a program that helps food insecure use when childhood obesity has become an epidemic. Nebraska Governor Jim Pillen, a Republican, said bluntly, I don't believe in welfare. Let's ask that motherfucker if he believes in abortion i'm just saying uh republican leaders have been criticized for playing politics with children in need but they argued it's necessary to revert to pre-pandemic spending levels at a time when the united states is trillion dollars in debt and lawmakers in washington are struggling to come to a budget agreement now mind you these are the same people who champion a uh a a, a tax cut for billionaires and billionaires we would have the money for this shit if y'all was taxing the millionaires and billionaires the same way y'all tax my ass Right? If y'all taxed millionaires and billionaires the same way y'all taxed me, we would have a motherfucking money. I come home with 60% of what I actually earn. 60%. I live okay. But I could think of something else to do with that 40%. I understand. I understand that there are things that this country needs and I'll pay my fair share. But damn, why I'm paying 60, 40% of what I fucking earn into the system in millionaires and billionaires are out here like, ah eh, nigga, I just put my money over in the Caymans. Fuck that shit. And getting away with it. And might and just might pay three, four, five percent on the amount of money that they getting. Meanwhile, my six figure ass is paying forty percent on the money that I earn. It's bullshit. We would have the money if y'all taxed everybody the way y'all taxed me. Right? Um, it says, uh, it's sad, Agricultural Secretary Tom Vilsack said, noting that the program has supported, has support from other states run by Republicans and Democrats. This isn't really a political reason for not doing this. This is unfortunate. I think governors may not have taken the time or made the effort to understand what this program is and what it isn't. But here's the other part about this. And the reason why I mentioned abortion was because the a lot of these Republicans are also very extreme in their abortion views too well when they overturned roe versus Wade they um they were very adamant about these women not only being able not being able to get the reproductive health care that they should be able to receive but also if these women went to a neighboring state to get the uh the 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 health care the The prenatal health care that they should get, or if they decided to terminate their pregnancy in a neighboring state or went some you know cross state lines in order to get an abortion, that not only would they come after the mother, they would come after anybody who helped that mother go to that place, and they would also prosecute the doctor who performed the procedure. So, they want these children born, but when these children get here. They own a fucking own. Their parents are on their fucking own. Despite the fact that they're clearly not in a position to take on the responsibility, to take on another life. Right? They're not in a position to do so, and yet these Republicans are forcing them to do so. And then when these kids get here, they don't want to help with the upkeep of these children. Not to mention out give them a proper education, you know, when they want to, like, you know, whitewash the history, ban certain books up out of the schools. Like, they're making it very motherfucking plain for people, for those of us paying attention. They're making it very plain for folks. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. So y'all will allow children in your state to go hungry in the summertime. Because let's keep it a buck. There's a lot of kids who the only time they may even get a chance to eat might be when they go to school for lunch. They don't get a chance to eat when they go home for dinner. They don't get breakfast on their way to school. So the times that they do get a chance to eat, maybe they get breakfast at school, maybe they get lunch at school, and that's the only time they eat. And in the summertime, those kids are a vulnerable. And so these governors are saying, essentially, <laughs> the governors are really out here on this message. And it's fucked <laughs> here we go. This is what they are. Fuck them kids. Fuck the kids? Yeah. That's how the Republicans are out here right now, man. Real talk. So yeah. Republicans don't want to give the kids food in the summertime. That's kind of fucked up. It's kinda fucked up. But uh yeah, now, um, interestingly enough, tonight is uh this is Mar- this is the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. And I know we haven't really spoke a whole hell of a lot about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. tonight. Um here's the deal though. Um I think we know that every year when the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. holiday comes about, we are inundated with messages uh with a whitewashed version of who Dr. King was, what he represented. Um, what he wanted for the country, um, what his dream was supposed to mean and who his dream was supposed to inspire and, uh, and, and uplift, um, every now and again, we'll get a Republican here or there who wants to whitewash what Dr. Dream, what Dr. King meant by, you know, his, I have a dream speech. Every year we hear the, I have a dream speech, man. Every year, this is what we get. I have a dream speech. And they always revert themselves back to, you know, I I have a dream that my kids will not be judged by the content of the skin, but by the color of the skin, but the content of their character. Republicans love to say that shit to us, man. And they totally ignore all of the other speeches that Dr. King had. They totally ignore the radicalness of Dr. King that inspired them to shoot him. Right. Dr. King was a very peaceful man and they shot him. They shot him, man. So, um, before we get out of here tonight, um, I just want to play a little bit of audio from one of the, uh, last interviews that Dr. King gave before he was, uh, gunned down in Memphis, um, where he spoke to, not only just um, where he spoke to the promise of America and what it should mean for everybody, not just white folks, not just black folks, not just straight folks, but everybody. What America's promise is supposed to mean, that if we're going to fight for rights for one group, we if we're going to fight for our rights, we should be fighting for rights of everybody nobody's free if all of us aren't free and so I think it's in, it's important for us to be able to um heed that message even today in 2023 I know a lot of people seem to think that Dr. Dr. King's dream to some degree had been um fulfilled but every day we're seeing people try to chip and hack and and, and 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 claw back some of the gains that the civil rights movement were able to obtain our our right to vote is being challenged. women's right to their bodily autonomy is being stripped. kids' rights to a truthful education being wiped away. We're seeing a, an erosion of the, 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 the gains of what it means to be an American for a subgroup of us because there are those who are threatened by the rise of a minority becoming the new majority, feeling as though when they become the minority, the treatment that they have given us will be meted out towards them. So on this Martin Luther King Day, I just want us to remember that Dr. Martin Luther King was more than a dreamer. He spoke more than just that dream. And every commercial you see on television about Dr. Martin Luther King's dream, yeah, the dream was nice. But he was so much more than that. So I'm just going to play this before we get on up out of here. And uh, yeah, let's listen to what the, the good doctor had to say.
2: A group has been a slave on American soil. Uh, that is one thing that other immigrant groups haven't had to face. The other thing is that the color became a stigma. American society made the Negroes color a stigma. And uh, that can never be uh, overlooked. So I think these things are absolutely necessary. The other thing is that America freed the slaves in 19... 19- I mean, 1863, through the Emancipation Proclamation of Abraham Lincoln, but gave the slaves no land or nothing in reality, and as a matter of fact, to to get started on. At the same time, America was giving away millions of acres of land in the West and the Midwest, which meant that there was a willingness to give the white peasants from Europe an economic base and yet it refused to give its black peasants from africa who came here involuntarily in chains and had worked free for 244 years any kind of economic base and so emancipation for the negro was really freedom to hunger it was freedom uh, to the winds and rains of heaven it was freedom without food to eat or land to cultivate and therefore it was freedom and famine at the same time and when white americans tell the negro to lift himself by his own bootstraps they don't o- they don't look over the legacy of slavery and segregation i believe we ought to do all we can and seek to lift ourselves by our own bootstraps but uh it's a cruel jest to say to a bootless man that he ought to lift himself by his own bootstraps and many negroes by the thousands and millions have been left bootless as a result of all of these years of oppression and as a result of a society that deliberately made his color a stigma and something worthless and degrading.
0: Yeah, man. <clears throat> and I think that 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 is a message that we will take forward. And uh, again, the man was more than a damn dreamer, man. And I'm 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 just I'm just kind of sick and tired of him being reduced to that, right? Also, a little sick and tired of uh, Jonathan Majors crushing at his wife. <laughs> Real talk, but uh, yo, man. It's about time for me to get on about it here. I've been running my mouth for quite a bit. Um, but before we get out of here, I do have to remind you guys how to get in touch with us over here at the Mrs. Ban Official Podcast and let your voice be heard. You can go ahead and hit up that hotline at area code 313 288 It's area code 313 313- 288 0485. Leave us those voicemail messages. Of course, those messages will get played here and replied to here live on the show. You can also hit me up on our uh, website at www.dotthesparaport.com. You can go ahead and watch replays of the show. You can vote in the polls when we decide to put those polls up. You can donate to the show as often as you like, as much as you like. And, of course, we really do appreciate every dime over here at the Spanning Court Podcast Network. Uh, follow me on threads and Instagram. My name on both of those platforms is Mr. Underscore Span. So go ahead, follow me there. Chop it up with your man Span throughout the week. Also, Subscribe to our YouTube channel, man. Our YouTube channel is where we, you know, of course, you can watch replays of the show on YouTube, but also you can leave comments there. Uh, you can vote our shows up on YouTube, man, and we appreciate everybody who goes about the minutes of doing that, man, real talk. And uh, when we do the show live, man, you can watch us live while we're doing the show here on YouTube, man. So we really appreciate everybody who comes in, becomes a part of the chat room, and becomes a part of the, uh, the, the discussion while we're doing the show, man. Uh, also, uh, Facebook. Follow me on Facebook. My name on Facebook is Mr. Underscore Span. So you can also watch the show live on Facebook. You can leave your comments on Facebook. You can vote us up on Facebook the same way you can do it on YouTube, man. We are broadcasting live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and, yeah. <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, man. Um we are uh, we are we are live on all three of those platforms and we really appreciate everybody who watches this live, contributes to the conversation. Your 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 thoughts and your contributions mean a lot to us over here at the Mrs. Pan Official Podcast, man, real talk. But uh, yo man, I am about to get on up out of here. Uh, you know, it's gonna be cold tomorrow, but your man Span gotta take his ass back to work, man. This ah. these four days off was nice. But uh I gotta I gotta give it up. I gotta give it up.
5: I gotta go to work.
0: So I will talk to you guys again soon, but until next time, fam, peace.